Powwow Life, Episode 3, for September 21st, 2015. Welcome back to another episode of Powwow Life. I'm your host, Paul Gowder, here with powwows.com. On this week's show, we've got an interview with one of those great powwow singers, Wayne Silas Jr. You probably know him as a fancy feather dancer. Uh, He sings with a drum group, and he has his own solo CDs and music. Wayne sat down with us for a few minutes to talk about his music and his traveling. I hope you enjoy this interview and be sure to check out some of Wayne's CDs. And you'll see that you'll take every dose of me. We appreciate you tuning in on the show again this week. We have a, another great guest this week, Wayne Silas Jr., uh, Fancy Dance Champion, renowned singer. So, Wayne, we appreciate you coming on. Well, I appreciate you having me on here. It's truly an honor. Yeah, um, you know, I think most people out there on powwows.com have, have seen you dancing, seen you singing. Um, it, tell us, you know, how, how did you get started? How you know, is uh, something that you're how did you get started in the singing? Uh, I've been doing it since I was a child. Um, my father had brought me to Powell for as far back as I can remember. And um, I just took an immediate liking to it. And even, even more so, I think, than my parents would have expected me to. And um, I, know, I, just, I just got a lot out of it. Um, throughout life and uh, really uh, grasped the whole concept of all the positive energy that comes from it, you know, in from so many directions that it's something I've stuck with and that I've um, been fortunate enough to pass on to my own children. Yeah, that's the best part, right? Um, oh, yeah. So which came first, singing or dancing? Which came first? Uh, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but actually, I do remember dancing. Uh, so I had to answer that one. And I do remember that um, as a young guy, my uh, my dad kind of taught me a lot about uh, the respect that you had to have and that you had to show before you could touch the drum and um I guess rules that go along with all that stuff. And so I even remember uh, sitting with my dad and uncles while they were singing, but not not using a stick yet and just sitting there and kind of, I don't know, you could kind of call it almost like an apprenticeship or something, you know, where you, you got to pay your dues and sit there and learn the ways and, and uh, kind of uh, show that you've earned you earned the right to be on there. Right. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, yeah. All right. So, and I know you've been powwow singing for a long time. When did you um? When did you kind of break out and start doing some of these solo CDs? Oh, okay. Well, um, my first solo project uh, realistically started in 2009 um, with Canyon Records, and it was just something that uh, was presented to me, and I felt like, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, doing that. Um, as far as as there's there's a little little uh, trail that led to that, I guess you could say. Um, and it kind of had to do a lot with just um, experimenting in the studio with previous recordings um, in 2008. The tribe made a, a round dance CD, and we we kind of um, we set the whole format of the CD as if you were listening to a radio show. And so you know we we kind of got creative with it. And we had duets, we had solos, and we had group songs. And, you know, um, kind of our our style not too long ago was to make an entertaining recording as opposed to just setting out tracks of music. And so I think from there it took off. And uh, we also did a project right around that time. It might have been even beforehand um, with three other singers um, and it was uh, strictly uh, Menominee-style recordings, uh, new and old. Um, and basically, they were they were solo songs, and there were four of us on there, and some of us brought our contemporary songs in the Menominee language, and a few others brought some traditional songs. And yeah, so so it was kind of like um, little branches that led to led to that. And just getting that experience of, of of how the music is put together in, in that format within the studio is really, really exciting to be involved with. And then um, it went from there. 2009 was the first project that I worked on as a, a solo artist, I guess you could say. Um, but even even on even on that. Uh, on that project, I what I didn't want to do, just like just like with uh, the tribe style of recordings, is I didn't want to just make a recording with you know ten to fifteen tracks of music. So some songs I um, had special guests come and sing duets with me. Some there'd be you know four of us on one song, etc. Just just so that uh, the CD wasn't totally repetitive. You know, it's coming at you. Each track was coming at you with something a little bit different than the previous one. And you said yeah. you your um, some of these songs are in in your own language. Um, I know you're writing some of your own songs. Where are you getting the inspiration for these? Okay, inspiration is very interesting. <laughs> um, everybody kind of has their own knack for doing things. Um, as far as like for creativity, for myself, it's totally pop culture, um, you know, and, and it kind of goes with, with any kind of uh, artistic creation. You take your environment and your surroundings and you go from there, right? It's kind of like um, art imitating life. Well, in this case, I guess it would probably be art imitating art. But a lot of, a lot of lyrics, I get ideas from other actual songs from pop culture, from 
movies, uh, you know, radio songs, and then some of them, you know, are just from situations, whether uh, fictional or non-fictional. Um, but as far as, like, melodies and songs come, I, I kind of, the way I was told and the way I was taught was that songs are given to you, like, you, you, they're uh, a gift from above. And I, I find that to be true because there have been times when I would say, all right, I've got to try and make a song here. And it just didn't work. You know, it wouldn't work. But most of the time, um, I can just be sitting around and all of a sudden there's this melody or this tune in my head and I'll start humming around with it. And it starts to develop into more and more and, 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 and makes, it, makes it its own life, I guess you could say. And from there, then, okay, wow, that's a song. Now what can I add to it, you know, to to give it more pizzazz or more life? Well, let's see, I've, you know, I've thought of these lyrics and I've thought of this idea, and I'll piece it together and then just keep constantly doing it over and over and over again until it takes its own form as a, as a, as a life, you know, in a song. So I, I kind of believe that. I think it's been proven to me that, you know, maybe... Uh, the great mystery up above. He um, bestows these gifts of songs down on us, and and it's almost like uh, he says, "Okay, here, take this and give it give it some more life." You know, so yeah. I believe that because that's how almost all of my songs come. They come uh, spontaneously, you know, not not forced or anything. Um, a, a major inspiration, I guess, in anything that I do, especially in music, is my children. They, um, and as they get older, they are really uh, creative. They're really, they're really something. They're always coming up with ideas, and some of them have to say, "No, that's a little too much." And some of them I say, "You know what? You're onto something." And you know, they've actually even. Um, took several cracks at composing songs and a couple of them have actually been really good. I've even composed a couple of songs with my oldest son uh, while we're just kind of throwing throwing tunes back and forth at each other. I, I thought that was really amazing. Pretty fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I know with your, with your singing, you uh, got to take a, a trip recently. Um, Oh yeah, kind of different for for a powwow guy to kind of take a trip like that. You tell us a little bit about where you went. Yeah, uh, well, I went overseas back in the spring. It was a month long tour, and we toured through uh, China, through uh, Inner Mongolia, and then uh, southeastern China, and then from there we moved on to uh, Indonesia. We toured all over Indonesia. Um, and it was a cultural exchange program and it was pretty interesting. It was a lot of fun and definitely a great experience. Um, we got to not only share, uh, share what we do as Americans, but also as Native Americans and how we um, celebrate our culture, our tradition, our songs, our, our language, you know, all aspects of being a, uh, a Native American, but then um, they also got to share with us 
almost all of the same things that are um, indigenous to them. And you'd be surprised at a lot of similarities that we have around the world with, you know, indigenous people. Um, even a lot of similarity in the styles of singing, the styles of music, um, the beliefs and the uh, traditions, the kind of the do's and the don'ts of, of, you know, how you're supposed to respect certain things. And it, was, it was really an amazing experience. And to actually get to do a lot of sightseeing out there as well was really, really awesome. Great opportunity. Uh, I actually got to learn a lot about uh, Genghis Khan, the history of the Mongolian Empire. And I was able to um, collaborate with a traditional Mongolian music group called Anda. And they're a real successful group of wonderful, excellent musicians. I uh, posted a couple videos we got to spend some time in their rehearsal. They have like a townhouse apartment type of place that have a rehearsal studio. And they're just really amazing. You know, they just sit down and they make this music, this this wonderful sounds with all traditional instruments and their voices. And they have a, a, what they call throat singing. Yeah. And it's like, and it, it almost looks like, like impossible. Like, what kind of machine are you using to make that sound? But, you know, it was really cool. Um, our, our days were pretty, pretty much filled. Um, our mornings were always, uh, lectures in, in colleges, universities, you know, about a little bit about Native American history, language, and culture. And our afternoons would be workshops where we do a little bit of hands on teaching of, of our culture and then they would do the same as in an exchange and then our evenings were always uh, theater performances so it was really a, was a, a packed schedule and what was what was really great about it is the uh, organizers that put it together uh, scheduled in a lot of uh, I should say tourism type of things for us so that we can also see the sites and everywhere we've been. So really, really grateful that I had that opportunity to go over there. I went over there with uh, Mr. Kevin Locke. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he's a uh, world-renowned uh, flute, flute player, mm-hmm. flute and hoop dancer. He's wonderful to work with. He has a, a, a really great message he puts across within his with his show. A lot of uh, metaphors in his dancing, as well as a lot of uh, knowledge and education to his music. And so, you know, I was I was really thankful that you know they chose me to tour alongside with him as well to share a little bit of my style. We we had a great time. It was really awesome. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear, you know, as big as this world is, I, I think we have more similarities than we do differences. And it's cool to hear that, you know, you went all that way to find um, the same kind of traditions. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, it, it, you know, it kind of amazes you, you know, and um, even when we went to Indonesia, uh, totally different from China, um, and they're like, I'd say probably about 90% Muslim. 
but their their traditional culture, their music, their song, their dance, even their language and their teaching are still similar, you know. And uh, I was amazed, you know, to find out, okay, well, sometimes in Native American cultures, heritages, there's rules. And some of them, you know, would be like, well, you can't do this because it disrespects, you know, a certain aspect of this. And they're kind of rules that you would think, well, that doesn't sound like a big deal, but you honor it and you respect it because they're um, passed on through, like, what you would call an oral tradition, you right. know, generation to generation. So we, we, you abide by these rules and this, this typical um, etiquette. Same exact thing with them, you know. And it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing that there's so many similarities and you can actually see it work. If you, as long as you have an open mind, you can say, wow, this is the same thing that I wouldn't be that amazed if scientifically we were able to track back, you know, hundreds or thousands of years to where we were all one people, you know? Yep. And then, Sometimes, you know, I would, I would, I would put a lot of deep thought into that and, and let my mind wander to think, well, yeah, so we take our style of, of traditional singing and take theirs and then let's take it back a generation and then another and another and another. Let's take it back a century. And it seems to me that it, it moves back when you, when you look at it almost like a magnet coming closer and closer together where you know, maybe all of our stuff derived from the same when we were all one people. <clears throat> that was kind of one of the main things I think I took from that trip. You know, the similarity. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, a, that's, that's really cool. I, that's definitely a trip for, of a lifetime. Um, appreciate you sharing that with us. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really unique experience. And, um, um, I'd really like to say uh, a special thanks to the people who actually brought us out there. It's this, uh, this I don't know if you call it a company or organization called uh, Arts Midwest. And they're actually based out of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And they do all kinds of diverse uh, indigenous programs with people throughout the world. And they do these cultural exchanges. And it was really an amazing, amazing trip. And they made it so much more better and more comfortable for us as artists being in a place where we're a familiar, never been. And it was just an awesome opportunity. I, I definitely have to give them credit and you know, mention that they're called Arts Midwest. And if uh, anybody out there is, is interested in what they do, you can look them up. You can even just Google Arts Midwest. They have a website. They have a, a Facebook page. They're doing all kinds of really wonderful things. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll definitely put the links on the on the page about that um, for the show. Cool. Uh, that's really cool. And uh, maybe even get some links to some of the videos you were talking about. Um, yeah, because I've, yeah. I've heard throat singing before, so that'd be really cool to see it performed. Um, that's awesome. All right. I, I know you're uh, you're about to head into the theater here in a minute. Um so, so I guess my one last question I have for you, um, you know, I, I've 
I've yeah. seen seen you guys, and you know, I know you guys travel as a big family. Um, the name of our our show that we're doing is Powwow Life. Um, you know, and with Powwow Life, Powwow Life, and okay. And as you guys, I know you travel as a family. You, you dance and sing together. You know, for you all, what is powwow life for y'all? For for myself and my family and my children, powwow life is uh, unity. Uh, it's uh, identity, and uh, I think it's all things positive. Uh, it keeps us together as a family. It keeps us uh, strong in trying to maintain our identity as Native Americans through this uh, through this social way of life, this, this powwow, powwow trail, you could call it. Uh, it also keeps us challenged because we do travel uh, a competitive circuit uh, quite often. So you know, it keeps us, uh, I guess you could say... Uh, Keeps us on our toes, you know. Try to do the best you can, whether you're singing, whether you're dancing, whether you're presenting yourself or representing your family, and uh, keep keep all the good things that you get out of that circle. And it does drown out a lot of uh, negative energy. So that would be what power life would be for me and my family. And one of the major major perks uh, of the way this power life is, is the travel. We get to see a lot of places that um, a lot of our peers and a lot of our community members, schoolmates, and friends don't get to, you know. Just, just uh, for example, a couple of weeks ago, my daughter and I traveled out to Fort Hall, Idaho, mm-hmm. um, and took a detour on our way home to Yellowstone, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, everywhere you go, there's something special geographically in that area. I always try to make sure we're, we take advantage of that, you know, no matter who, who's with me or who I am with. Just because, you know, it's, it's stuff that I want to make sure we don't take for granted. And a perfect example of that is my father always tells me, you know, you're going around to all these places. Make sure that you appreciate it. Make sure you soak it all in. You know, you, you take everything that it has to offer. Because, and my dad would say this, I myself have never been over there. Never done any of this stuff. There's a lot of people out here that don't even go once to one of these kind of trips. So definitely take advantage and appreciate it. And I really... I really enjoyed doing that, especially you know my family. You know, and I have to say, as a as a father myself, I love following you on Facebook and seeing you do exactly what you're saying. You know, you guys post pictures doing all kinds of things as a family, whether it's you know a side trip on a powwow or whatever. Um, it's really fun just to follow you guys and see all that. It's really cool. Well, all right, I appreciate that, and uh, yeah, thank you to everybody else who. Uh, who uh, kind of pays attention to my posts and stuff like that. It's, it's really good to get uh, positive feedback. One thing I've learned, especially through social media, is uh, uh, the same thing that we take out of this power arena, is stay positive, you know, because you see a lot of uh, negativity, a lot of people you know, posting bad things. 
and you look at it and you kind of give it that one eyebrow up like, well, that's, you know, that's not very pleasant or, you know, that looks a little immature. So I appreciate that, you know, people are enjoying what I put out there and that's exactly what I do, you know, I share the experiences that, that we have with anybody that wants to see them. Um, so yeah, I definitely appreciate that. I uh, also have a, uh, a music page on Facebook if anybody's interested. It's just under my name, Wade Size Jr. So if you go and check it out. I haven't um, been keeping up with it as much as I should be, especially, you know, summertime. There's something going on all the time. I, I sometimes forget to kind of check in there and put a little post up for anybody that might be watching. But I definitely get back to that. All right, yeah, we'll link to that too. Make sure everybody sees that and uh, link to some of your your CDs. Um, that's awesome. I, you know, I appreciate you sharing all that with us. Um, and uh, you know, wish your family well. And I, I'm sure I, I'm going to see you probably here in a couple weeks in Cal or yeah, a couple weeks in Winnipeg, right? Y'all coming up that way? Um, I'm working on it right now, most likely. Yeah, cool. for the um, Aboriginal Indigenous yeah. Award. Exactly. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, we'll be broadcasting that this year. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Manitowoc, it's a great power too. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, taking the time to be with us, and uh, you know, I hope you guys have a good evening. Yeah, thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate the opportunity. I look forward to all the projects that you're always doing. <laughs> thanks, man. Okay, man. All right, y'all take care. Have a good night. Okay, you too. Thanks. But girl, I don't mean you no harm I just wanna lay on the charm And I'll be your love medicine Come closer and you'll see That you'll take every dose of me Hey-o, hey-o, Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Powwow Life. I want to say a special thanks to Wayne Silas for being on this week, and I hope you've enjoyed some of his music here in the background. Be sure to check out the show notes to see where you can get some of his CDs. Also want to mention that this week's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. If you're traveling to the Powwow this weekend or you're just driving back and forth to work, Audible is a great way to pass the time uh, when you run out of Powwow music and want something else to listen to try an audible book and you can get your free audible book get a free download at www.audibletrial.com slash powwow life they'll let you download one audio book for free and then if you like it you can join again thanks folks for your support of powwow life and powwows.com look forward to another episode soon and we'll see you down the trail.
Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.